This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joined by Scott and Alex. Say hello. hello. Hey. That was a very clean open, Jeff. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Today we're going to be talking about Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Go, Alex. Probably one of my favorite non uh, Mel Brooks comedies. It's uh, what the Waynes Brothers really tried to do with the scary movie franchise. Be funny. Except the Wayne Brothers had nothing to do with this movie. No, they did not. Okay, let's make that clear. <laughs> It was all just Kevin Nealon. <laughs> it took I had to take a double take. I gotta say, when I was watching the trailers for this movie, like, is that Kevin Nealon? It looks it looks a little like him. Yeah, yeah it is. He's in great shape. <laughs> but of course it wasn't. It was Steve Odenkirk. Not to be confused with Bob Odenkirk. Are they related? They're not. Oh. The one's Odin. This is just Oda. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn. But most of this movie uses old footage from an old film. Um, it was called uh, Tiger and Crane Fist. Uh, Scott, have you heard? Have you seen the original? I have not. I think Scott and I are the resident old kung fu movie guys. <laughs> Look, looking at the uh, the trivia here, at least for the English title, it was The Savage Killers. Oh. Well, he did have an iron claw. <laughs> and according to uh, The Chosen One's Master, it hurt like crap, man. <laughs> but it was an old movie, and what Steve Odekirk did was replace himself put himself into the movie as the main character with uh, I mean even by those th- when did this movie come out even by those uh, uh, 2002 standards I mean the budget was really low so the effects weren't fantastic but it just lent itself to the comedy yeah so pretty much all of the fighting is, is has the archive footage yes um I think basically his family and the the dying woman are the only ones that are actually real people. Well, not real people, but people that they filmed for the movie. Yeah. And the one boob lady. The one, that's who I was talking about. Oh. What about the whale down the waterfall? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> but extremely simple plot. Dude gets a, his parents killed as a baby. And then there's this great gag where the baby just starts. He's practically a newborn. He's like maybe six months old, not even that. And he's rolling down the hill, and then he stops at the base of the hill. He's still alive. This lady picks him up. He's like, "Oh, baby, <laughs> there you go," <laughs> and tosses him down the other side of the hill. Ugh. There's a lot of little jokes like that that make me enjoy this movie. <laughs> I'll take a pound of nuts. That's a lot of nuts! 
one of my favorite parts. So I think that was the only part that really <laughs> made me laugh the entire movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, not not one of my favorites. I'm gonna just say that now. Oh. What was your What was your main uh, point of contention with this film? Uh, not a point of contention really. Just it all fell flat for me. Oh. Uh, I like I like the concept. Uh, but they just stretched the same joke out over about whatever it was an hour and a half, and it you know did not work for me. You didn't like the cow fight. Probably not. <laughs> no, that was the worst part. That was kind of terrible. Yeah, that that was all fighting that they filmed in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. What about Jeff, you, Jeff? Either, yeah. <laughs> hey there, Jeff. It's me, Margaret. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was muted. It's me, um, Mike Katz. Yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> My favorite part is when the happens. And the, no, sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, he's, got, he's got more important things to do. It's like, <laughs> I do. like picking his I nose do. and wadding it up in a piece of paper around him. Uh-huh. I, I was so last week. Um, no, I think Scott's uh, doesn't have a funny bone if he didn't think this movie was funny. Hilarious. Um, some of it, the cow fight was probably the, it was the worst part, but the. Oh, there's so many. I don't want to quote the whole movie, but we are ventriloquists, ventriloquists. <laughs> I swing a bit fast. I swing a bit slow. <laughs> Your shirt is red. Whoa, wow. <laughs> what are you doing? I have a wound there. I could go on. Lemur go, cow go, moo. This is my favorite song. Oh, Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement with Taco Bell, in Jarito Macho Barito. Yeah, that wasn't that funny. Yeah, it was. No. You crazy. Nah, 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 Neo. <laughs> All the songs are great. I don't know if they're songs, but... Okay, so it, I liked how creative it was, and like, especially when he's like putting scenes together from different parts, and so they have different clothes, and he just makes it a joke, and that, your shirt is red, and shit like that. Um, the uh, yeah, I have purposely trained him to be bad. Yeah, wimp low. <laughs> See how you like your foot to my nuts technique. <laughs> Yeah, he really gave the movie a completely different feel. <laughs> Created his own characters with the materials he had. That's pretty cool. And then, I, think, I think my favorite part, besides the nuts, oh it's probably better than the nuts, but the nuts scene is so hilarious. But the intermission, <laughs> I have chosen the large tub. I hope they have ices. <laughs> I've got some yellow liquid for you. My nipples look like milk duds. <laughs> they did. So, so fun bit of trivia. Uh, yeah. The Steve Odekirk, the director and lead actor in this film, uh, di- directed uh, another movie that I also didn't think was that funny. <laughs> Thumb Wars. Yeah, was no. it something about thumbs? No. It's kind of his thing. Uh, it was actually kind of a big deal. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. 
Oh, really? That was him? Yep. You didn't like the rhino scene? But your balls are showing. <laughs> Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. The, the, the rhino scene was funny. I'll give it that. <laughs> She's giving birth. <laughs> that movie isn't that good, but there are, there are a lot of quotable moments. So, side note. I don't know who was in the raft with us, but we were on our rafting trips, and we came flying out of, I know it was me and Brian, and we come flying down totally out of control, and we were supposed to meet up and with Annie and everybody on the side, and and somehow we pulled out this maneuver, we didn't fall down, and we just like landed perfectly where we were supposed to, and Brian goes, like a glove. <laughs> I was dying. Because it literally was. We had no idea where we were going. Next thing you know, we're perfectly right next to him. Shh. But let's not talk about Ace Ventura and Pet Detective. Yeah, we'll save that for my next podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, I. This yeah, this came out. Yeah, early two thousands. I remember making a a trip after work going to see this. You saw it in the theater? Yeah, we all did. Yeah, I didn't. Really? No. Maybe. I remember Eric. Eric and I saw it at, uh, at my at my house. It was like free, like free pay per view for a while. That's back when I had uh, illegal direct TV, and um, <laughs> I would, I would... it was on, and we were watching it, and we were, what the fuck is this stupid shit? And then we were dying the whole night, and then that's the first time I saw it, so I didn't see it in theater. Well, I'm sure it's a lot funnier after copious amounts of alcohol. We weren't drinking. Sure, you were in Jeff. You're treating right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am right now. Back, this is before I drank. Okay. Right as I was starting, but before. <laughs> so this is the movie that did it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Before the coconut betrayed you. <laughs> yeah. This is all around that same time. <laughs> but yes. Uh, yeah. It's good. I mean, this is like I said. That there is no plot. I don't even know what the hell the stupid yeah. plot's supposed to be. But the chosen one. He's got a weird tongue with a face on it. <laughs> it looks pretty gross. And uh, yeah, the ending is aliens from France. Spoiler alert. Harry Pitts and all, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just the, the different voices that Steve and his cast do for these guys is ridiculous and cartoonish. Betty's, yeah, oh, awesome. <laughs> Okay, I think that was the other thing I thought was funny. <laughs> she breaks the thermometer over his cut up hands. <laughs> I rub it in my hair. <laughs> yeah, her and like said, what was the guy's name? The main bad guy, Betty. But <laughs> Betty isn't Betty a girl's name? <laughs> it's like Master Pain, right? Yeah. From that what do you get, Betty? What do you get when you mix an owl with a bungee cord? <laughs> My ass. Gold. <laughs> you look like Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure right. did. He did. Forgot about that. Uh, he's looking at different like drawings of kung fu style. <laughs> he's just <laughs> birdie. Birdie, birdie, <laughs> tiger. <laughs> oh my gosh! What are you doing? I have, I have a wound there. there. <laughs> oh, no, stop! <laughs> yeah. 
lot of great moments. I don't know if this is still on Netflix, but go watch it, people. It's funny. Don't listen to Scott. I own, I own the DVD. DVD. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> this was playing at the birth of my uh, second son's birth. <laughs> <laughs> I brought a... Because I knew we were going to stay overnight, so I brought a couple of movies that I knew I would like, and I thought Leo <laughs> would be okay with. <laughs> she was not okay with me watching Kung Pao. <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. I was also yeah. awful at the birth of his birth. Yeah. yeah. So anything else you want to talk about on your episode, Alex? No, short episode, man. Short and sweet. Kung Pao. It's a stupid, funny movie. Go watch it. All right. Well, is there any other movies you guys want to talk about that are, I mean, like like this? Are there any? Uh, so, so this kind of came at the tail end of when these these read the, the newest generation of spoof movies came out so there's always airplane an airplane to the sequel <laughs> the naked gun movies although by then the third naked gun movie was out and it wasn't as good yeah but okay i mean more like this style not necessarily spoofs but weird i mean i can't think of any other yeah, movies that are you know like, like i said i i like the concept of, of splicing in the old kung fu stuff right but are there any other? I mean, I guess I found out recently that what's that show with the the Power Rangers is basically kind of like this. Yeah, no, yeah, they just recut the <laughs> the non-action scenes with American actors. Yeah, dude, I went to um, dubbed it. Um, 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 a comic book store. I forgot the name of it now. And there were two of the old Power Rangers there signing autographs, and there was a huge line, and I could care less. <laughs> I think it was the White Ranger and um, racist. Yeah, the Yellow Ranger. I don't know. Yeah, she's... And one of them was in his costume, and he looked thrilled to be there. And the other guy was just wearing clothes, <laughs> as opposed to being naked. I mean, like street clothes. He wasn't in his his outfit. And I really wish I cared about Power Rangers because that would have been cool, but I don't. Oh. Oh, fat collectibles. That's what it is. Oh, okay. I know where that is. Never heard of it. It's pretty cool. You should go at least once. They got lots of big memorabilia. Okay. Like a giant Hulk. And, uh, yeah. But so any other movie? I can't think of anything. All right. I guess it's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. I'm still playing Doom. Just got the BFG like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Them, they make it. They know you're waiting for it, and they make you think you're gonna get it. And then they, oh, a big old security wall comes up, and then you get rid of that, and then oh, the floor drops away. It's pretty intense. Uh, but no, all kidding aside, the game has been pretty fun. There's no story. Don't look for a story, but you just run around and kill stuff, and you have to run around. If you stand there, and it's like. You play Destiny like Jacob does and stand in a corner and just shoot things from a mile away all game long. <laughs> Not going to work. So uh, so far, I'm having fun with that. Uh, my superhero shows are all... Your stories? Ending. My stories, Gotham ended, The Flash ended, and I believe Arrow's ending tonight. I haven't watched it, but I'm pretty sure this is the last episode of Arrow I've ever going to watch. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see you next season. Yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe I'll be jonesing for it, but 
and Flash is, uh, and it's getting bad too for me. I, I know a lot of people love it still, and they think it's good, but it's getting well, a little I too. I heard it hit like a high point this season, like in the like over one of the arcs here. I don't know though. I've never. Yeah, well, well, people love it, but it's it's getting. Barry's a stupid son of a bitch. That's all I gotta say. Okay. No, it's it's too W B E. He's so he's so he's basically going after the uh, the Dinah character in his storyline. Dinah, my Dinah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, no. It's like yeah, he well, wants her when well, she doesn't want him, and when she wants him, he doesn't want her, and it just goes back and forth, yeah. and then okay. he's always selfish. What? Why can't I go risk the entire? Not this planet. The entire infinite planets. I forgot the inverse. Whatever to go save one Divers. my mom or something like that, and he doesn't understand why people won't let him do that, and he's like, ah, so fucking annoying. Um, so Jeff, uh, just mm-hmm. to break into your news with some of my news. Mm-hmm. So you're you're a WB fan. Now that Supergirl is moving from CBS to the WB, are you gonna give it a whirl? Now that it's part of uh-huh. the the DC TV universe, as it were. I don't think so. I try. I watched like the first couple episodes, and then I watched one of the crossover episodes. I just, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I, yeah, I watched the pilot. And it was pretty meh. I liked uh, the woman playing Supergirl, uh, but yeah, not enough to <laughs> to get me to keep watching the show. I wonder if they're gonna be able to keep Ally McBeal once they're getting paid CW money instead of CBS money. <laughs> I actually heard that now now that it's being filmed by CW, it's going to move up to Vancouver. And, um, yeah, unless Harrison's flying her up there every day, I don't think it's going to happen. So He could. Well, he may not land correctly. <laughs> yeah, that, hey For damn sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I didn't mention Gotham is – I still – I mean, I'm going to stick with that one. I don't know why. And they brought back the dumb – character that fish booney jada pinkett's character i hate it so much but whatever there's something about this show and i've heard other people say the same thing like, i can't stop watching it <laughs> it's a train wreck so i i don't know i just hope like between seasons batman ages or bruce wayne ages like 10 years that's and you get it. You know, they're stuck in these situations and like so riddler is riddling and they're stuck in a situation, and he can't solve it. And I'm like, no, just because you're young doesn't mean you're stupid. Come on. You're the greatest detective ever. Solve it. Yeah. And that's it. I haven't seen... We'll talk about Game of Thrones in a little bit. Did I had a question for you guys. Did you guys watch Preacher? I recorded it. So, yeah, I definitely want to give it a whirl. I didn't, I didn't know it was coming out last weekend. Okay. Mm. I didn't know either. I did it. That's why I sent you guys a message. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but... Um, I, I recorded as well. I watched like the first 10 minutes and I was like, okay, I got to give this a little bit more. Um, I started like at midnight. I'm like, all right, this is the guy's head blew up in the first five seconds. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to prepare for this. So hearing good things. And that's all I got. Alex. Well, it looks like the, uh, live action ghost in the show movies finally getting some Asian actors. Bah. <laughs> Why start now? Yeah, I know. But it looks like uh, B. Takeshi, who's a very famous Japanese actor, okay. is going to play their chief. And uh, that girl Stupid from, chief. 
Yeah. The girl from Wolverine, Rila Fukushima. She's going to play... Uh... Oh, his, his sidekick? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like turn that. She Yeah, she's going to play, like, uh, the ghosts in the shells' friend or whatever. Kusanagi's buddy. But, yeah, still a white lady. Who's the white lady in this one? Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. You mean Black Widow? <laughs> Scarlet Witch <laughs> Widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know anything about Ghost in the Shell, but I could see how people are upset. <laughs> the freaking... I'm reading this on the... Whatchamacallit? IO9. So is this is this all confirmed? Because it's on, on IMDb yet. <laughs> not that IMDb is the best source of things, but... No, it's just that it comes from Alex. I'm sure it's not confirmed at all. <laughs> you never know. My friend Tim in the lunchroom told me today. Oh, she was an arrow. I didn't realize that. Which oh, yeah. one? That's right. Uh, the girl. She played Katana. You love Fukushima? She oh, plays like a generic Japanese name. Was she the one that plays in the in the island flashback scenes? The oh, you guys probably aren't that far. Shadow? No, not Shadow. No, um, then I don't know. Katana. So her, 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 her character name, yes, yeah, Katana. <laughs> Ta- Tatsu Yamashiro. Okay, I think I know who she is. Was she in an episode of Game of Thrones? Yes, she was. Playing the Red Priestess? She was, yeah. I recognized her yeah. from that, too. Boom. I wonder if she's... So, according to IMDb, she's not back, but... <laughs> It'd be cool if she made another appearance. Mm. So, wait, um, go back to Ghost in the Shell. I don't, I said, I don't know much about it. Uh, I know it's Japanese. So... I understand why people are upset, and I'm assuming this is going to be a decently big budget movie. Is that true? Well, Scarlett Johansson's in it, probably. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, but is that like so? The investors have to get their money back, so they got to put a star to it. And unfortunately, there. And then that's the bigger problem: is there are no leading act, leading Asian actress people to sell a movie. Well, that's also Hollywood's fault for not casting him in the first place. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's the bigger problem: yeah. is that. Yeah. That's... Um, but, so yeah, it, I guess it's you, <laughs> chicken and the egg. You're never going to get a big star, but you got to make your money. Yeah, it's too bad. Because yeah. there are a few Japanese actresses that definitely could do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure a lot of them could. Yeah, it's just, it almost has to happen in a smaller movie where the people don't, you know, you get your name in a smaller movie and then people will start going from there. Kind of like that girl, who's the hot one now? The one from the AI movie and... Uh, Vikander. I know she's a white girl, but <laughs> um, she got all famous on these smaller movies, You're right? What's... the problem bigger? You know what I'm trying to say. Right? I don't. I... You don't. I'm stumped. I don't know who you're talking about. Who's that girl that was in? Um, I don't remember the candor. The Alicia Vikander. Oh, um... oh okay, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, okay. Her. Okay. Like last year, she was a bunch of small movies. Yeah, now right? she's now she, yeah she was an ex machina. Right, exactly. And then there was that Netherlands girl or something Dutch girl or I don't know Dutch <laughs> oven. The, the Dutch oven. She yes. won an Academy Award for it. The Dutch for oven. The Dutch oven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she did those, and now she now they're banking on her. Right now they're going to make her Laura Croft and all this other stuff. So maybe they can do that with. Well, I saw her in the... Already actors and actresses. I saw her in The Seventh Son, so... 
It's going to take a lot to to get get back in my good graces. Well, she's good in Ex Machina. Okay. And the Dutch oven. And the Dutch oven. I'm done. Academy Award-winning Dutch oven. <laughs> I did Gizmodo, Gizmodo page. Some of the comments are freaking awesome. Where one guy posts a picture of uh, Emma Stone from that white people movie, Hawaii. And he's like, rumor, <laughs> has, it, rumor has it that Emma Stone is going to play the Prime Minister of Japan. <laughs> well, the, she, the, actually, the, she actually makes fun of that in the... Uh, they did an SNL skit for casting of uh, The Force Awakens. And they actually had Emma Stone come out there. And she <laughs> and she said, you know, I can, I can play ethnic. I, w- I played a... Uh, a quarter <laughs> Hawaiian in Aloha, so I think she knows. That's stupid. No, that's, it, yeah, but the last comment is even better, where it says Sean Connery is going to be the Emperor of Japan. Shock <laughs> 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 Yeah, but yeah, a picture of him is full Japanese regalia. Yeah. Oh my god, he looks like a Vulcan. Domo arigato. <laughs> Who has my shaki? Why not just stick with the Last Samurai, Tom Cruise? I want to yeah. drink Shaki. Arigato, gozaimashu. All day. Yep. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, Scott. Okay. Uh, start with the Beauty and the Beast teaser trailer. Which I know Alex saw. We were talking about that today or yesterday. What the hell? <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Yes. It's <laughs> age. Man, Jeff, it's just all kinds of literally shit. It's coming out of your body. I think you should get checked out. Can't go. Was, can't go one podcast. Throwing a tail. <laughs> Sitting on a missile. Yep. Yeah. That sounded pretty juicy. You sure you don't need a wipe check? Jeebus. <laughs> Oh, that was just the pre-launch sequence. That's just, okay. you know, the steams takes, are starting to leak from the rocket takes, at this moment. Yeah, it takes dual, dual verification <laughs> before you can launch. Uh, yeah, the Beauty and the Beast trailer. Speaking of beauty. Yeah. Uh, teaser trailer. They showed a little bit of... Uh, not to be confused with Emma Stone. Emma uh, Watson. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with Dr. Watson. Uh, Dr. Watson. <laughs> or Emily Watson. Uh, so it, it was kind of weird because it's, it's obviously the live action. Uh, but they were playing uh, like a variation on the the theme to Beauty and the Beast. So I wonder if they're going to use the same music over again? It seems like a weird... Kind of pro- the MO for Disney live action. I guess. But... You get a little bit of that. You get a little bit of Cogsworth and Lumaire with... I don't know who's doing Cogsworth, but Ewan McGregor was doing a horrible French accent. It, what the hell? They hired a Scotsman to do a French accent. <laughs> one, one of my, you know, one of my all-time favorite actors. So Sean Connery wasn't available because he literally could have fixed it all. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite actors, but... Between the... That, that little teaser trailer and Big Fish doing the, the hokey southern accent. I, I, don't think he, I don't think he's cut out too much for that. Uh, Scott, don't say it. Don't talk ill on Ewan. McGregor. <laughs> I did not know that was him. I, I saw the trailer too. and 
I've never even seen that cartoon, so I, I know the music, though, but I've never seen that one. Ask me if I wanted to be a Jedi. Fucking great. <laughs> Best part of the prequels. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Just, like, training. so happy, like, to be in the movie. <laughs> Little did he know. Uh, oh, Ewan. Hey, you know what? I've seen interviews with him. He he loved the character, and he would love if they made a standalone yeah. Obi Wan well, movie. They, and I think they should. Well, they yeah. did. They did the whole. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. But uh, yeah, he he voiced like the one or two lines for Force Awakens, where they right. they like mixed him in with Alec Guinness. Oh yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. So for this Beauty and the Beast movie, do you guys know like what are they doing for Beast? I don't know if it's going to be hardcore CGI, hard makeup. It's going to be that guy from the suit. Uh, yes, I know. I said hardcore. Shit. I know. I was like, what the hell? I wasn't expecting that out of a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know. After, after seeing Maleficent, they it might, it might go with the, the makeup route. We'll see. They, they really didn't show us. Like I said, it was a, more of a teaser trailer than anything else. Yeah. Who played the Beast in the Linda Hamilton, George R. R. Martin TV show? The Phil one, Hartman. the only Ron Perlman. That's right. That was now, Phil Hartman did it in SNL with. <laughs> and uh, John Lovitz played the Beast's cousin. <laughs> Can't remember that sketch? No. Ah, <laughs> uh, gold. It's on the best of Phil Hartman. Is that also the best of uh, Chris Farley, too, or no? No. Hartman has his own material. Yeah. <laughs> Sandler kind of did. And Sandler's richer than all of them combined. Yeah, seriously. So, so, do you guys remember the TV show? For being... Yes. You lived... My mom watched it. It's like kind of, but not really. It's such a weird concept for for when it came out. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I ever made it to the to the silver screen, as it were. A bunch of like mutants and misfits living in the sewers in New York. <laughs> They're called Morlocks. <laughs> different, called Ninja Turtles. Different, dif- different IPs. Uh, uh, like I, I don't remember it too well. Obviously, the Beast was like a beast. Ron Perlman full makeup, but I, I remember everybody else just being kind of normal. Like there wasn't a whole lot of reason for them to not live above ground or to make a go of it. I don't know. Oh, they can only, they can only afford makeup for one dude. I guess <laughs> they're too afraid to live in the. On land, I, I just yeah. I just remember the girl from Terminator was in it. I just know Sarah Connor was in it. That's all I Sarah Connor. And you guys did hear that? That's where George R. R. Martin used to work in TV. That was one of his shows. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that until the last like year or so. <laughs> guys been around forever. Mm-hmm. Speaking of forever, a new chapter. A new chapter in has been released for the Winds of Winter. Uh. So far, there's been three of these. Uh, Releasing his chapter by chapter now? (laughs) No. (laughs) Although, at this rate, you know, I'll take anything. Normally for this stuff, I would just wait until the book came out, but it's literally been years. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about about that when we get to the Game of Thrones review. Uh, There's that. Uh, X-Men's coming out. So by the time uh, you guys hear this episode, Viernes. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse will have come. 
I don't know. <laughs> Every time I see trailers, the less interested I am in seeing this. Yeah, we'll see. See, I, I, you know, I really liked First Class. Although I thought it had its flaws. Days of Future Past, I still liked, even though it also had its flaws. Um, even more flaws, I should say. I just don't see how this is going to be any better at this point. And the last one still had Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen to kind of carry things. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I've never liked, I mean, all of them have been like meh to me going back to the beginning, but yeah, I probably won't see it in the theater, but I'll watch it when it comes out on Yeah. video, home video. Yeah. I remember seeing days, going to see days of future past, like, like the week came out just by myself and just being kind of disappointed. <laughs> Glad I didn't like stay up super late on a Friday or something to go see it. Yeah. So that's coming. I did mention Supergirl moving to the C dub. And uh, Superhero Channel. Uh, one more bit of movie news. It looks like Harley Quinn. I don't know if we mentioned this last week or not, but uh, it looks like Harley Quinn is going to get her own movie with uh, a medicine, medicine woman. Harley, yeah, Harley Quinn. <laughs> medicine woman. She uh, is a doctor. They're, they're bringing back Jane Seymour. Even though I think she's in her 60s now. Hawking jewelry on TV. Yeah. <laughs> My Maybe. open heart collection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're, they're going to spin that right off. And for once, it looks like DC's ahead of the curve in front of the MCU here. Who mm. uh, seems to have no interest in doing the, the Black Widow movie. Uh, whereas right here, the, the Suicide Squad's not even out yet. And they already wanted to, to give a starring vehicle to, like, their one female character they've got going. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be scared. Uh, DC, they have to prove themselves at this point, right? So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, she's hot. I'm glad. But ugh. When is Suicide Squad supposed to come out again? This summer. I'm not sure if it's July or August. Okay. Uh, and then... Finally, a movie review. Um, stop me if I mentioned this last week. Finally. Uh, Maleficent? <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. It was just kind of on the background. I of watching the, the whole thing. Uh, it was actually surprisingly good. Uh, it got panned. I don't really see why. Uh, Angelina Jolie was really good. Uh, her makeup was really good. And it was kind of a breezy uh, take on the whole thing. And it didn't fall prey to too many of the, this is for Brian, tropes that hey. usually plague these things. Um, so, I yeah, like, like I said, I, I actually kind of recommend it. Uh, just different take on that story. Uh, without about the super saccharine Disney stuff, I, I wouldn't exactly call it edgy, but there was enough there that, you know, it, was, it managed to hold my interest. Uh let me ask you. So yeah, I heard it's it's different. You know, it's not Sleeping Beauty. It's it's a different story. It's about the witch or whatever. But right. How do you guys normally feel when they take a classic, whether it's a Disney classic or just a classic story in general, and they they don't want to tell the same story. They want to make it different. And to me, they almost always fail. Like Robin Hood, like all the different versions of Robin Hood, especially that last one by um... Russell Crowe. Uh, Ridley Scott, yeah. 
You know, this is about oh. his the prequel. This is before he was cool. I mean, it's like, well, that, these Alice well, in Wonderland movies. That shit. Yeah, that, that was just... You know, the original concept for that was... Actually, it was going to be about the sheriff, and he was going to play the sheriff, and it was going to be from the other point of view. And that, I think, would have been more interesting. Instead, yeah. you got yeah, this watered-down version of like what it was. Now, this this does enough things different that I'm that I'm okay with it. But but to answer your question on spec, um, yeah, I'm, I'm typically okay with it. But I usually don't want to see whatever it is that's coming out. Case in point, the the new Magnificent Seven saw the trailer for that and was underwhelmed. Yeah, uh, I'm talking more like the classics. Like they always do redo Peter Pan, but it's never. Maybe it's because it's not what you grew up with or whatever, but it's not like I remember. Or the, yeah, Peter Pan's the big one. Even like Hook, I hated Hook because I don't want to fucking see old man Robin Williams flying around. I want to see Peter Pan, right? Like, well, are you, are you are you filtering it all through the Disney version? That's what I'm saying. Like maybe I'm biased by the version that I grew up with. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's part of it. And so. When I see these things, and I know, yeah, a lot of these are old songs that Disney put their spin on, but they're Disney. They just re- redo their own. I don't know. That's just me. I get frustrated when I watch. And, a sp- and like Alice in Wonderland, I haven't seen the new one that just came out, but the last one. That uh, was yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I guess I'm expecting to see what I know, and when it's different, I go, oh, it's not what I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, the bigger problem is just that they're usually bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> they just don't spec. Yeah. Because they, cause they think they, they fall into that trap where, kind of like what you're talking about, Jeff, where they they want it to be for the people that saw it before, but you know they try to put Make a spin it on it, and it just doesn't yeah. fly, where they should just come at it with a kind of a fresh angle altogether, which I think Maleficent really did a good job of. Yeah. Um, you, you, so like, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, it's like that Robin Hood. No, it was a prequel. Then there was a Camelot movie that came out, I remember, a few years ago. That was a prequel. Like, we're going to, you know the story you like, <laughs> where they have all their powers. We're going to tell you the story before that, when they were boring. And Here's it, the story of Peter Parker in high school and junior high. Yeah, before he got bit by a spider. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the end that he gets bit by a spider. Ow, credits. <laughs> yeah, it's, ugh. <laughs> This is my story about King Arthur before he was king and before he found the sword. And just a nerd just gets scrubbing the floors. Beat out of him every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, really, we've only had the the one like full on uh, La Morte de Arthur with the Excalibur. That thing's like almost four hours long. But uh, yeah, I, I yeah, again, I, I I don't mind. I typically don't mind. Um, I, but then again, I usually don't have that big of an attachment to a lot of these things. So, I still think they can make a good Robin Hood movie right now and make a lot of money. Arrow, mm-hmm. arrow shooters, boat, arrow shooters are in right now. That's With true. Your Katniss and your arrow. Are in. Those and are your in this season. And your Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. And, uh, I miss. There's another big one. That's it. They're all make yeah. the who's the best. It's always been Robin Hood. So do it again. Anyway, that's all I got. Speaking of Robin Hood, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights has that song in the middle where they, they sing about, We're men, we're men in tights. Tight, tights. I didn't realize that it's the same song at the end of History of the World Part 1. We're Jews, we're Jews in space. <laughs> Damn it. 
Wait, Mel Brooks is Jewish? <laughs> Who knew? Oh. <laughs> hey, we forgot one very, very, very big piece of news. Ooh. Oh. Today. Oh. May 25th. Yes. In 1977. 39 years ago today. And a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This galaxy. I was crapping my diaper somewhere, but <laughs> Star Wars also came out. So, happy birthday, Star Wars. Happy birthday, Star Wars. Happy birthday. It's exactly 28 days younger 28 days later? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 28 days later, after I was born, Star Wars came out. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Chief, it's your 39. I know. <laughs> it's been nice knowing you, Jeff. Uh, seriously. Serial. <laughs> All right, speaking of which... It's time of game, game for Thrones. Game for Thrones. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. So this is with an episode where we like to talk about. Ep- uh, Jesus, this is the part of our episode where we talk about two weeks ago what happened on Game <laughs> of Thrones, and also uh, just typical spoiler alert yes. on this one. But for this one, there's a huge, mega, giant spoiler in this episode. So if you're anybody that, that still wants to watch the show on your own or read the book when it eventually comes out, please do not listen any further. Um, specifically, Scott, Scott, you count down to five and I'll hold the door open until everyone leaves. Oh, see, that's the thing that I was wondering. Okay, okay. So, so <laughs> Alex, you might want to leave too. <laughs> nah, I'm fine. I'm serious. I know it has to do with Hodor. <laughs> but spe- I was going to say, oh, God damn it. Okay, so I was going to say specifically... Uh, Listener Daniel, please stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do it, Daniel. Alright. Alright. Daniel. Let's... Hey Daniel, um, me and Todd uh, Jackson were talking about your work yesterday. <laughs> there you go. Say I'm sorry, Todd Jackson. Woo! I am for, for real. Did you say do you guys, did I tell you that Daryl from our old company is now driving tractor homes everywhere or something like that? You did mention There you go. <laughs> tractor. <laughs> He's not driving cord. Tractor. Cord. All right. Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, you've been you've been spoil warned. We find out a lot of things this episode. Okay, well let's save the biggest for last year. Uh, Scott, you mind if I talk or? You know? it's, sorry, go ahead. I thought you were. I thought you were giving an opening. Go ahead. <laughs> I was giving an opening, and then I was going to go. All right, then go. Um. So we start somewhere. I don't remember where we started, but <laughs> Jon Snow and Sansa and the rest of the council. There's the small council of the Wall now. What? What? So John and Sansa and the rest, and I said, yes. and the rest. Oh, okay. Sansa wants to attack the wall, blah, blah, blah. Before that, say I already missed it, she's eating dinner, and um, she's eating her soup, I think. Or she's knitting. No, she's knitting. Fuck. She's knitting a direwolf under her dress, and then a letter comes from little Peter Baelish, Littlefinger, and uh, he goes and meets her, and um, he's like... Did she get raped again? He's like, yeah, was it a suit? She's like, fuck you, bitch. What's wrong with you? You you knew he was going to do that to me. You if you didn't know, you're an idiot. And if you did know, you're my enemy. And I'm going to have my tall ass girl behind me, slice you in half. And then, but she didn't. 
And then uh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, what do you think they did to me? And she makes him say the words. Yeah. It was awesome. And then That's he's still... much worse than getting whispers. beheaded. And, um... But he still whispers more stuff to her and telling her that her uncle... Uncle, uh, what's his name? Blackfish. But uncle not Blackfish! Not to be confused with the Sublime song. I don't get it. What's the Sublime? I don't know. I was going to say um, <laughs> something, but I forgot. So you can just add the crickets later. Um, oh, you can add them now. Sweet. All right. <laughs> uh, and so, blah, so then so she tells him that he, she, he first of all tells I can bring me the troops from the veil. And he's like, no. And, um, yeah. And as Sansa's walking out, she says, I have my brother's army. And he says, your half-brother. Yeah. Ooh. So, so I wonder... Was putting seeds of doubt into her mind. She, and it definitely works. But I I wonder, like, still what his endgame is. And if, if he's actually contrite. Because uh, they never really, like... They don't show him walking out or anything and, like, smirking or twirling his mustache or anything. I mean, he looks upset, but he's full of shit, so who knows? Do you want to know what his in game is, Scott? I know. Sansa? No. He's going. He's good. Robin's going to make the man fly through the moon door. Mm. It's possible. It's going to happen. Um, so, anyway, so, so, yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But, yeah, she gave, he gave her that little bit of information. Sansa goes back and says, hey we can get an army from my uncle and they go, how did you get this information? And she doesn't say that it's from, from Littlefinger. She says, Oh, I overheard it when Ramsey had me kidnapped. So she's helping out, but she doesn't trust. This is where I'm confused about. She, I don't believe it doesn't, she doesn't trust drawn. I think she's, this is my personal opinion. I talk to my friends and they disagree with me, but I think he, uh, she has learned a little bit walking with, uh, being with all these bad people, the Ramses, the Lannisters, Littlefinger, don't be as honest as your dad because that didn't work out for him. Maybe hold to keep a few things close to your to your vest. So I'm I'm hoping that's what it is. I hope she doesn't touch, trust John because Littlefinger said half brother. Yeah, I think I think that's that's definitely part of it. And I think the other part is maybe she just felt like she needed to keep herself or give herself an out if she needed it. Yeah, just something. Like, I just yeah, I hope it's not the half brother thing because that would be extremely dumb. I don't think she's that gullible anymore, and whatever. Um, so that was just cool. I just like to see her be a stronger character. I hope that's not what you know ruining her there. Um, so yeah, she's gonna send Brienne to go get her uncle and see what's going on. So we don't know if it's a trap, but that's it. Um, that's the other thing too is we don't know if he was even telling the truth. Exactly. But but then again, like. In the scheme of things, it wouldn't make much sense for him to have lied. So, yeah. we'll see. Like, like I, I think he's he's doing two things here. He's doing Peter Bush, but I think ultimately he's gonna try to deceive him. And I think his ending is gonna be Sansa does have that bit of information over him that she knows who killed Robin's mom, and I, I think ultimately that's gonna come into play. I think that'll be his undoing. But I don't know. I don't know. So. Yeah, it's possible that she is able to manipulate Sweet Robin to the point where because, she turns yeah. him against Littlefinger. Yeah, I mean, they set it up that he was a mama's boy, and I, I can see a letter, a letter, you know, a letter being sent or a crow or something like that sent directly to him. And, he, and well, I mean, like no, like her, like her in person though, like 
just what? just wrapping him around her finger in person, not just sending a crow or whatever. No, okay, but this, I see what you're saying. I just think it's going to be a reveal. Like at some point, this is how like they do it. Fetch me a letter, and then you're going to send it like four episodes later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. All right, go ahead and talk about a, a scene that you liked. Uh, Besides the last one. <laughs> Uh, so there was that one one of the rare episode where there was nothing in King's Landing. Uh, Thank God. <laughs> uh, get to see a uh, a cool scene. We actually see Varys get uh, put off balance a little bit. Uh, yeah, that was more more of the freaky red woman. Just <laughs> another <laughs> another woman with an accent with awesome cleavage. <laughs> and a necklace. <laughs> Apparently, that's the the prerequisite to to be a priestess. Yeah, mm-hmm. of, of the of the red god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt real quick, but I just saw this gif on Twitter, and it's of Grandpa Simpson coming into the burlesque house, and Bard Simpson sitting at the front door. <laughs> <laughs> and he hangs his hat up, turns around, sees that it's Bard, picks it up, and walks out yep. the door. What's your name, Bard? <laughs> Sorry, I just popped up my mouth. Uh, so you get um, some negotiation. You see here that uh, it kind of parallels what's going on in King's Landing, where they, where Cersei had turned to the to the religious leaders for help, and now Tyrion's kind of doing the same thing. Although I think he's a little more wily than Cersei, so we'll see how that turns out. Although it could blow up in uh, his face. Yeah, so people have been saying that. I was, I don't, because Cersei gave them a military. He's not, they're just asking them to spread the word, right? Like, I don't right. see. But, I mean, he's still handing them power. He's basically making. How are they handing them power? Did I, I miss something? He's effectively making them the the official religion of Daenerys. Really? The, no, I guess I didn't get that. Dragons. I thought he was just asking them to kind of spread well, no, he's the word. The, I mean, really... that wasn't the thing, but that's effectively what's happening. Okay. Um, the how was I going to say? Arya stuff was boring again, as usual. Oh. Although we do get to see some dong, in case anybody was. All right. I mean, what? Yeah. God damn it, this show! It's like okay, we showed more boobs. All right, here you guys go. Here's a low angled shot of some cocky yeah, balls. Yeah, that was warts on it. They get the uh, the Tarantino like trunk shot. <laughs> from the floor. I mean, Trunk junk shot. Yeah, the junk shot. Uh, it's all vain, no head. So, so it makes me wonder, though, where uh, Arya's storyline's really going, because... Nowhere and fast. Nowhere and fast. But she doesn't seem cool with what's going on. It's either a test, or she's not going to go along with it. In which case, she can't really run. So she's either going to have to murder everybody <laughs> in the, the House of the Undying or or whatever it's called and then uh, go back to Westeros or she's finally going to like give in and just be the amoral killer assassin. Yeah, whatever. I think that's why I don't like this storyline because, yeah, I don't think ultimately she becomes a faceless person. She's still going to be Arya and yeah, I just don't... <sighs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, you're right. She's gonna. I, I, she's not gonna kill. She can't kill everybody. She can't even beat the waif without a without a weapon. So that's the other thing too. I, I like it for one point. 
for Arya to be like, all right, I get it. You don't like me. Why don't you teach me instead of just beating my ass every week? Like, <laughs> or every day. Like, show me that thing that you just did. But Arya just sits there and just takes a beating, basically. I mean, she's learning. I mean, she is yeah. being trained, but I, I think Arya is too smart to not be like, hey, why don't you show me, like, the thing you just did? Like, the whole uh, kung fu. She's just dumb as Luke, so she's just going to blow up in his face, and then he's going to go, show me sand the floor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it was more like... Show me you take the poison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the Pai Mei stuff in Kill Bill. Right? Where he's just beating the shit out of her the whole time. And at least I guess that's the beginning of it. I don't know. Maybe the montage, he's not really yeah. doing that. But, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I could care. Whenever they go over to her, I'm like, oh, God, get out of there. Okay. Yeah, you, you, he's moving to the Dothraki and Khaleesi. You get kind of a sappy scene. But, you know, good good on Jorah. <laughs> he, uh, the guy that plays him is really good, so whatever you can do to keep him around. Yeah, that, that scene, yeah, I mean, it was... Nah, we'll see. Yeah. Nothing special there. Um, the other scene that I liked was the... Um... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh... I just had a brain fart. Um, the iron, the iron, the iron yeah, the the iron the mood, king, the king's mood. All right, I got some issues with this scene. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> that finally happened. Yes. Jeebus. I don't know how how Scott can tell you whether it happens like in the books, but I have the whole king's mood. Euron shows up, and these these are the most fickle people in the world. They're all ready to vote for your whatever her name is, Eura, Euron, Euron, Eura, <laughs> and then he shows up and goes. She doesn't have a penis, and neither does he. And I'm gonna fuck Daenerys. Vote for me. <laughs> and they just start chanting his name. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and oh, that's bullshit. And they drown him, and pull him up, and then while they're drowning him, Theon and her they just take off with their friends, and they just steal all the boats. That was weirdly cut together because because <laughs> yes. he gets up, he's like, "Where's my niece and nephew?" As if they were supposed to be there, but at this point. They've gathered all their forces, stolen <laughs> the ships, and gotten off the island. Like, yeah, that was. That was and then weird. the worst thing ever is like, all right, well, build me a thousand ships, and we'll catch them. It's like, okay, so in two years, yeah, they won't get far. <laughs> and there's no trees on this fucking island, so I don't know what the like, hell you're going to use to build Somehow he's going to control the waves and the wind, keep them from going out to sea somehow. <laughs> yeah, like, I wonder if they're using the same wind we are. Also, that was the worst line. <laughs> In a long time, when he when he says, "Where are my niece and nephew? Oh, they're blah blah blah. They're gone. Well, let's go murder them." Gone. That was <laughs> yeah. horrible. That's bad. So, bad writing. I, as bad as it was, um, I'm glad. Okay, we introduced to a new character. Fine, and go to see. Like I would like to see it in like a na nice naval battle at some point. I think that's interesting. Um, I don't know. Like, where do you think Theon and them are going? Are they going to Daenerys? Are they going to go up to the Wall to Jon? Are so, they? So it actually makes. So there's really nowhere for them to go on the Wall per se. So, okay. they it does make sense that they they do what Euron said that he was going to do. And Euron, not Euron. Euron, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Euron is is going to do and take all those ships to, to Daenerys. 
And you know, they, they make it a point in the first episode where Tyrion's like, oh, all the ships are burnt. So we're not going anywhere. Yeah. So the only problem with that, though, is, like, I, I do think that Yara is still, like, hardcore Ironborn. The whole we, we reeve, we do not sow thing. So I don't know that she's necessarily going to want to, like, pledge her service to somebody else. Which is what would have to happen if she went there. So who knows where they're going. Yeah. So I had a, I was telling my friend at uh, work today that I think this whole thing is... So they had the ships. I think HBO was not going to do any of this Ironborn ship stuff. I think, like, we can cut this out. We can. The only point is they bring boats over there. We can get boats a different way. And they did that last season, leading up the last three seasons. And then they like, Martin hasn't finished any of his books. I'm like, fuck, we need more material for this season. Bring back the bring back the Greyjoys. Well, what about the boats we already had there? Oh, people burn them. I have a feeling that's happened here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm pretty accurate. Um, all right, can we get can we get north of the wall now? Do we do everything? Yep. Uh, so let's. Yeah. Oh, well, also at the wall, everybody takes off. Where they're going, I don't know. But <laughs> well, they're going to gather the smaller ho- smaller yeah, houses. That seemed to be what, what they were going to do, and they leave a uh, Lord Commander Ed. <laughs> yeah, in charge. Ed's in charge. <laughs> Brienne's going to Uncle Blackfish, and Sansa made using her sewing skills made her a nice tunic with the dire wolf on it, and she made Jon Snow a nice <laughs> shawl. I don't know what the hell, a cape, <laughs> a cloak <laughs> with the wolf that looks like Ned's old stuff. Uh, so that was kind of cool. So, okay. Uh, north of the Wall. Again, huge mega spoilers. Yes. And... So, Bran is doing his thing. They're getting more... Um... Would they even show him doing any more stuff before the end or no? Yeah, they, 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 he, he was uh, back in... Uh... They were back in Winterfell for some reason. Yeah, and they're just watching the kids again. Yeah. Um, and then... He wakes up and he's like bored, and he goes and he, and he looks and everyone's asleep and he's the ravens. Yeah, <laughs> and he decides to grab one of the main roots, and he starts having a vision. And all of a sudden, it was really cool. He just sees the army of the whites, They're just standing in like still in perfect formation. Um, just, and he starts walking through them. You're like, what the fuck, dude? He starts walking through him, walking through him. He gets in front of them. Uh, then all of a sudden they're turning around facing him, and then the the White Walkers are there, and then they can see him. And he turns. All of a sudden, one's behind him, and he turns around, and one grabs his arm. It's, he, it's the Night's King. The yeah, the Night's King grabs his arm, and he pops out of the dream, freaking out. And then the Raven's like, "Did he touch you? Did he touch you?" And even then, he was like, "No, no." Yeah, God. and he pulls his sleeve back, and there's this like claw marks on his arm. And they're pretty much fucked, because that means they can break through the magic tree and get to him. And so he's like, all right, I got to teach you everything. And he's like, are you ready? No. Boom. All of a sudden, they're like, he's like Matrix style, just like downloading all his information or something. That's what I got. Yeah, that's it. basically what was happening. <laughs> and so while that's happening. <laughs> all right, you little shit. You answer this. <laughs> yeah. So Max Ponsitos is uploading everything into, into Bran. Uh, what's the girl's name? Mira. Yeah, no, Mira. All of a sudden, she realizes that every, she can see everyone's breath. It's getting really cold. She goes to the front door, and um, oh wait, we forgot a big scene: the creation of the whites. 
Yeah, so first huge so, spoiler. Uh, Scott, stop. I was going to say, okay, fuck. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to say spoiler, right? Jesus. First big reveal, okay? Sorry. First big spoiler. Uh, uh, that like major reveal from, from the books, from the TV show. And it was kind of anticlimactic, really, the way it played out. It was cool. And it's good to know. But yeah, that you see the creation of the, the first white. And it turns out that the children of the forest are the ones that did it. Yeah, they did it. They created the whites as protection against man, because man had come to their lands and were destroying all their trees and everything. So just like Terminator. Yeah, it's pretty much supposed to be a, <laughs> I think a metaphor for all the things that we do. Um, so anyway, back to the present. All of a sudden, the whites are coming in, or the uh, the White Walkers are out there, and he gets his "You shall not pass" cane, <laughs> slams it into the ground, creates a big crack into the tree cave. Uh, meanwhile, the little leaf, the little children of the forest are throwing their goblin pumpkin bombs. Yeah. So it's good con, <laughs> like Great changing the, the makeup on, a, changing the makeup for them. Like, yeah, I thought they looked cool. Yeah, well, especially for this big scene that that happened. Too. Yeah. And so they're the little children of the forest are out there trying to keep them at bay. They build like a big fire barrier, and that keeps the whites out, but it doesn't keep the White Walkers out, which is interesting, right? So. Dragons may not do anything to them. I don't know if that's what that was kind of showing us there. They walked right through the fire with no problem. Um, they come into the cave. Uh, the Raven and Bran are still in their Matrix downloading state. Um, Mira keeps calling to, uh, Bran to wake up, to wake up, to wake up. Um, flash forward to them in their vision. You see little young Hordor or Willis. And it's kind of hard to explain what happens. Um... You can kind of hear Mira through their thing, like, wake up, wake up, and then finally Raven's like, go ahead, call to him. And he calls to Hordor. I can't even, Scott, you explain it. That's weird how I can't explain it over the, you gotta see it. But. So, yeah, it's, it's difficult to explain. Uh, yeah. the, so the, the. So cool, though. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the explanation that I like the most uh, is that this is always kind of a predestined thing to happen. Um, that Bran would fuck up, and because he fucked up, um, he would be put in a situation, and because Hodor was always supposed to help him, um, he kind of yeah, sent the message back through through time. I guess there's this is time travel here uh, yeah. to to Hodor, um, and they they go to start escaping, um, but you you kind of get what's going on. You're like, oh fuck. It's like super heavy. Uh, we'll get to exactly what happens in a second. But yeah, basically, Bran sends through his warging powers, sends a message back to to young Hodor, young Willis, um, that basically breaks his mind, so that he only says Hodor after that. Whoa. Well, we'll get to that. In a second. Like, yeah, but we'll... <laughs> that's not really. Yeah, he he needs so he needs to wake up Hodor because Hodor is freaking out too, and he kind of like since it's. He's the warg into Hordor to pick him up and start grabbing him out. Yeah, so he works. So he does that by going through the young Hodor, Willis, in his vision, and then that kind of breaks him. And it's he starts freaking out and starts having the young Hodor starts having a seizure and is pretty much saying, "Wait, wait, wait, Hold wait, 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 wait." So okay. one, one big thing that happens. So they, so Bran wargs in after the Night King gets to the kills him or whatever kills or he doesn't kill the. Red Crow yet, but 
they run away. Children in the forest start dying as they try to fight off, like alien style, <laughs> the the horde coming. Um, and then we lose another goddamn direwolf, which is like the first depressing thing. So, and then there were two. Uh, I mean, this is all happening at the exact same time. Yeah. Well, no, right. well, no, the 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 wolf gets him or dies basically as they're running out of that room. Uh, right. So they they run. He's Brand's Brand's yes, Summer. Brand's still working into him, and then it flashes like at the same time to them in the the dream state, yeah. and the three eyed ravens like this is it, and then the night king kills him, and he just kind of puffs uh, in the dream. Becomes one with the force. It's finally, like. Uh, <laughs> the last children of the forest, the one that actually performed the ritual that created the Night's King, Leaf, uh, pulls a Vasquez from aliens, as I mentioned before. His <laughs> uh, last-ditch effort to save some time. There's a door at the back of the end of the cave. Um, and Mira starts yelling out, Hold the door! Hold the door! And one of the most, like, depressing moments in the history of television or movies happens. <laughs> I don't know if, if Jeff wants to take it from here or not. Um, yeah, well, so yeah, he's talking to him in the, in the so the little in the in the past tense, the boy is just freaking out. He's like having a seizure on the ground, just saying, "Hold the door, hold the door, hold the door." And flash forward to now, Hodor is, just has his back against the door, keeping all the whites away as young Mira is carrying big ass Brand through the snow. Oh, they got the sled, um, but still, yeah, it's yeah. yeah the kid's he's like dragging. six six. Yeah, yeah, the guy's bigger than Hodor <laughs> at this point. And just hold the door, hold the door. And she keeps yelling, hold the door. You go back here, and the guy's on the ground, hold the door, hold the door, hold the door. And eventually, words, you know, syllables start being removed, and it just turns into Hodor. Hodor, 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 Hodor. Back and forth. Yeah, and then claws are yeah. coming through the door. He's getting scratched and stabbed, and so. And then and then just super effective shot of uh, Bran and Mir kind of going off in the mist. At this point, yeah. it's, it's still it's still Bran, like, warged into Hodor. I don't think so. Because that I mean, if it is, then Bran's even a bigger dick. I think it's kind of, that was Hodor's whole thing in life ever since that moment. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but, he, but he did have to warg him to get him going, though. Yeah, he like jolted him and got him up and going. But I would, I hope so. Otherwise, then it's kind of even worse on Bran. Because he already killed everybody in this cave except yeah. for Mira. Yeah. <laughs> just the, and it's just an incredibly effective scene. Yeah, uh, not not. I've been telling people not since the dog episode of Futurama have I been like this crushed by by something I've seen on television, uh, let alone a movie. So it was just uh, it's like that whole trope: Martin will kill everybody you love. <laughs> and and the the coolest part of this is like really like in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not. Like that big of a deal. Um, I mean, yeah, they, he kind of needs Hoder to move around, but you know, Hoder's not scheming and plotting and <laughs> like like every other character in the entire series or being trained to be a faceless man. He's just kind of there, um, but to have this impact is yeah, uh, just devastating. Well, yeah, if you think about it, like, from the moment as a boy, then at that point, Bran is not even alive, not even close to being alive, and that was his one goal, or his whole one thing in life, was to just hold the door. Which, okay, they got, like, a hundred-foot lead on the entire 
white water yeah, I wonder how now. that's supposed to work next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> next episode, they're just going to be dead. I don't know. <laughs> Way to go, Odor. <laughs> yeah, very sad. I, I, For me, because I didn't read the books, I still think the Red Wedding scene was more traumatic because this were yeah there was two main characters and then the pregnant lady like that was messed up for me that definitely more shocking like the shock value there was off the charts from from the book anyways um but this like it was much more of a gut punch to me Right, well, thanks for telling me my opinion's wrong, but you're wrong. I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> saying you're wrong. I'm saying that that's my opinion. Yeah, no, I think Red Wedding was back more. To school. <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty sad but pretty cool stuff. Um, we didn't do it justice. Go watch it. It's not on Netflix. No, it's not on Netflix. HBO Go. Although if you watch, if you, if you listen to us, it's not going to have the same impact. But we warned you like 18 times. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Scott sure has. Annoyingly. <laughs> I get, because I listen to Kevin Smith stuff, and he'll literally break down an entire movie, and every single time he gets to a scene, spoilers! I'm like, shut the fuck up and just tell no, me I, I know it's I appreciate that, though. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. You never know. I, I'm, I'm just saying I'm hypersensitive to it, so I can't tell him to shut up. I can, <laughs> I can tell you and Alex on our own podcast. Um. But yeah, go watch it. So really, in the, um, in the Queen's mood, the dude just says some stupid speech. He doesn't pull out a badass horn. Nope. No. Oh. It's grossly miscast. Jeebus H. It seems like you know, pretty good actor, and you know, the show kind of needs another villain after because you said Ramsey just being a psychopathic, cartoonishly evil dickhead. And man, just all the cool stuff they could have shown just because of Ramsey. They did, or they spent time on Ramsey. Like they could have shown uh, how the the two. Um, God damn it! The Ironborn. What's they sound memorable. Greyjoys. Yeah. How the two Greyjoy children rounded everybody up and spent an extra scene between that and his drowning slash christening, like that kind of stuff. But no, we get another scene with fucking Ramsey again. There were no scenes with Ramsey this episode. Not this episode, but don't blame Ramsey. <laughs> Ramesses. No. Like I said, I really think they weren't expecting to use these guys, and now they're putting them in, and they're kind of giving them a half-ass treatment. That's what it kind of feels like. I did like because someone, maybe you guys told me that they do drown them, and they pull them back, and they give them some kind of like you know medieval CPR. Right. And this, they didn't do anything. They just set them down on the ground and just like see if he comes back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Magic. That would have been hilarious if he just died. Yeah, like, that was kind of weird. Like, the way you guys explained it made a little more sense. <laughs> it's just like, and they, they leave him on his back, which is even worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just, oh, let's just see what happens. Fuck, we're running out of candidates for our team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm curious about what's, like, Yuren's going to be down there. He's going to be like, here's my ships and here's my dick. Daenerys <laughs> is going to be like well I have three dragons thanks for the ships yeah I've got three dragons and all the dicks I could ever want <laughs> so Idiot. see you later peace out oh uh, then he's going to look at the unsullied and he goes oh, I don't think so whoa these dickless jokes are getting old on the show by the way snap 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 it's true they, they kind of <laughs> pointed out when uh, Tyrion says that's what I do 
He makes short jokes. I make <laughs> make eunuch jokes. <laughs> and Barry says, I never make short jokes. No, but you think them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah. The last couple episodes with them haven't been that great, but... Anyway. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, that ends this episode, but before we leave, is it me? Yep. Um, <laughs> Kung Pao. You guys want to talk about Lord of the Rings Fellowship? All right. I kind of like. We're talking about Fellowship of the Ring. Spoilers. It's the PG version of Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's only, a lot more. Only one boob. Yeah, only one boob. Well, I don't know if there's any boobs, and there's more than just one dwarf. Well, no, there's only one dwarf, but there's lots of hobbits. 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 Thanks for listening, everybody. the ground it is in the ground i think i've broken something <laughs> for, the, for the irish comic relief